Blog Talk Radio. I've been hearing, I've been hearing, I've been hearing you. Yeah. I've been watching, I've been watching, I've been watching you. Yeah. I've been watching, I've been watching, I've been watching you. Yeah. 
everybody to the show. Thank you so much for coming. We've been doing a whole lot of things late, lately, and uh, I'm sure that you guys are going to be interested in knowing all the great things that we have coming up for you, especially for you independent artists. Um, lots of promotions coming up, and, you know, maybe we'll be in your, your neighborhood soon when we do our showcases. So um, keep your ears tuned for some more information. Today's guest is Mr. Rob Worth of Worth It uh, Records, and we have this exciting and talented entrepreneur on today to discuss his career, the cool people that he's worked with. I mean, he's worked with a number of talented people, so we're going to bring him in. We're going to start talking about, you know, all the things that he's been doing, and hopefully some of you entrepreneur wannabes will learn from him. Rob, are you on the line with us? Yes, I am. How are you this evening? I'm doing real good, real good. 
Well, thank you so much for coming to the show. I appreciate you taking some time off your busy schedule to join us. All right, thanks for the invitation. So tell us about Rob Worth. Uh, where did you get your start from, you know, to be so successful now? Uh, really? I mean, I've always had dreams of, of doing something with my life. I always wanted to make a name for myself, you know. Um, you know, I, I grew up basically on the streets. I've been on my own since the age of 13. Um, you know, grew up with friends, helped me out in the projects, came to squares. Uh, so, I mean, from there I wanted to prove that I could be somebody and not just, you know, a future convict or, or dead early. So um, I've always had big dreams early on because of, of the way I come up, you know. Um, you know, basically I just wanted to get my life on track at first. You know, I met my beautiful wife. I uh, got married, settled down here in Massachusetts, and then um, you know saw her uh, little brother starting to uh, go the wrong way. Um, I had started with the records with uh, my partner Eloquence at the time, and you know it was basically just uh, you know see what we can do, you know how far we can go with it at that time. So uh, you know we were doing that, and I started bringing my uh, my brother-in-law to the studio who was young at the time, and um, from there we you know we put together the uh, the Lucid album by Eloquence. And I uh, started, uh, you know, schooling my little my little brother there on the ins and outs of the music business as well. So, um, you know, from there we got the album out with Lucid. You know, it did, did, did fairly well. Um, you know, Eloquence part of ways were worth the record, you know, soon after. So, you know, it was me and Irish Mike doing our own thing for a little while. Um, you know, we were, we were shopping Mike's beats around, you know, getting the production deals. Uh, from there, linked up with Mr. Servon. And, um, you know, he asked me to to help him manage him because, you know, he liked the way that I negotiated the deal between him and Irish Mike. So, you know, from there, uh, you know, me and Servon linked up. I helped him get the uh, distribution deal with Lightyear Records, um, Life Insurance 2. Uh, that track stacks up. Uh, you can find that on that album there, available anywhere. You know, check it out on Amazon, iTunes, whatever. Um, and, you know, basically from there, I mean, just negotiating my way network my way in the industry and, uh, you know, started working with bigger and bigger people and doing bigger and bigger things. So, you know, so now I'm doing, you know, I no longer really just manage, you know, because I don't have the time to full-time manage artists no more because I'm so busy. But, um, you know, I do advise and assist um, a lot of talent like Sugar T, um, Culture Freedom for Poor Righteous Teachers, uh, several, you know, several artists that's been in the game a long time. I work with them, you know, assisting and uh, advising and things like that. Um you know, I'm also a booking agent now with Spoons Music Group. Uh, you can book just about anybody, you know, through 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 me, through uh, my partner, Mr. Knack, or Raheem from Spoons Music Group. Uh, you can check out the website there, www.spoons, S-P-O-O-N-Z, musicgroupinc.com. You can see just a small, small roster of artists we deal with. Um, but, you know, I'm, just, I'm doing a little bit of everything. I mean, there ain't a whole lot that I don't get involved in myself, really. Wow, you are busy. You are doing a lot of things. And that's the truth, you know. That is definitely the truth. You gotta stay moving and you gotta keep your eyes open on, you know, what's coming along. Now, in regards to your um the company that books artists, are you booking like uh, major artists? Are you booking indie artists? You know, um, how how are you doing that? Both? Yeah, we work with, uh, like I said, our, our roster is extremely large. 
Um, we work with everybody from, you know, Lady Gaga, um, Jay-Z, 50 Cent, um, to to the older guys that, you know, that's still working their way back into the game, the Mr. Servants, um, you know, Juvenile, um, to, to the guys that are just breaking into the industry, starting to make big names for themselves, um, like LMFAO, Sam Adams, um, these type of people here. Wow. That's cool. I hope we can get some more of those artists on the show. You've been very helpful to us so far. Oh, I can, you know, whenever I know people who's got, you know, got something to talk about, you know, I direct them your way there. So, you know, everybody's got a story to tell, and when they're ready to tell it, you know, I just got to, like I said, I assist and advise. Yeah, well, you please assist and advise them that this is the place to talk about things. They don't have to have a current song out for us to promote them, you know, because a lot of times they have fans that are wondering what's going on, and, you know, they want to just talk to them and find out what's up, you know. And their experience and their stories could help a lot of other up-and-coming independent artists. So, you know, we appreciate what they go through and how they share it with us. Yeah, well, the game has changed a lot these days, you know, and especially, you know, due to the Internet. Um, you know, and right now with the, the economy the way it is, a lot of the guys that you, you would think is sitting back, relaxing, not worrying about anything, um, you know, you don't see or hear from them because they're so well off. That ain't really the case. It's just they haven't learned to adjust with the times. Uh, you know, they're really, you know, living day to day, hoping that they can grab another paycheck. But in reality... Um, you know, you, you see, you see, you see these guys and think, wow, you know, they were our number one on Billboard, and, and you know, they don't have to do another thing in their life. And, you know, that's not really true. So now they're trying to get back to the game, and that's where I come in. You know, these guys that that, that ain't up to date on how the game is played anymore. You know, I, I get calls, and you know, and I assist and advise, and you know, I have a small team I work with because you know I'm very, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm a trusting guy, but I want my own hands in it because I want to make sure it's done right. So I only have you know, three or four people really staffed up with me that I trust to do a good enough job to, uh, you know, to, to where they could put my name on it. So, I mean, so that, that, that's basically what I'm doing with a lot of these, um, you know, these guys that's been on top and you ain't hearing from anymore. Oh, well, that's, that's good that you're there for them like that. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because I know a lot of people assume, you know, the wrong thing a lot of times about these artists. And they don't know that it's still a job. You know, it's just like if you work anywhere else and you're not working right now. Just with actors. Actors only are working during that project. We see them in after that. They're not doing another movie. They're considered unemployed. So, you know, folks don't get that because of the fact that they get so much money. But they don't realize, you know, you got to pay all those people that work with you. So it's like your own company. Right. When you work nine to five, I mean, really, you grumble and complain. You ain't making enough. You're barely making ends meet. Well, you know, which is true. But what you know, what a lot of you know, what what I didn't know about before I got involved was these guys making all this money. They don't have a whole lot to fall back on. If you know, if they're not on the charts no more, uh, you know, the the money ain't like it used to be no more. Now they don't have no job experience, so this is all they know. This is all they can do. You know, mm-hmm. they might have money banked away, but if they get sick, they never had no. There's no health insurance plan for for, for an actor or for for a musician. Uh, you, they get sick, and they re, you know people don't realize that their bills ain't getting paid. Now they're 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 even in a worse state than we are. Yeah. 
That's a shame. Yeah, there's there's a lot like, of there's uh, a lot of misconceptions about what celebrities actually go through, you know. It is. I'm sure it is. That's why we like to have this show because we want you know anybody that wants to come through and tell their story and tell us the real deal. Because a lot of people go by media, you know, what the media sees. The media is just, just giving the story, sensationalized, you know, an incident or a person's uh, life. And it doesn't really tell the truth. So I'm glad that we have people like you and some of the artists that we talk to to tell us the truth, real truth. Yeah, well, you know, it, that's why, you know, I'm able to work with a lot of the people I'm able to work with, too. I've got a, you know, I've got a really good reputation in this game. You know, when I say when I say something, I mean what I say. I'm not going to sugarcoat things, and I'm not going to make false promises. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. If I tell you I can't do it, well, you know, you just got to accept that fact. I mean, you could try somebody else, but chances are if I'm telling you I can't do it, it most likely can't be done. You know, and, <laughs> you know, and, and I've, got, you know, I've got several artists that have been on top of the game that I'm working with closely. Um, you know, I'm putting albums out by a few of them. Um, some of them I'm working record deals with. Um, some of them I just work, you know, just work booking shows for. But, you know, they stick with me because they know I'm going to give them the, the, the honest truth. There's no... There's no hustle to me, and I'm not. I'm not gonna try and make a few extra bucks off your name. I'm gonna tell you, look, this is what I'm charging, and then I'm gonna go work the deal. And I'm not putting no little extra fees or hidden charges or nothing like that. It's point blank. When I tell you something, that's the way it is. I'm not a greedy man. I learned that greedy men usually end up on the bottom, you know. That's because right. We're in jail. So you can make so much <laughs> money. You can make, <laughs> yeah, you can make so much money. But when that, when your name turns bad, nobody's gonna mess with you no more. So That's I, you right. Know, for me, for me, it's like I'm running a marathon. I'm not going for a sprint, you know. Mhm. I know because this, I've been hearing a lot of stories about promoters, um, you know, putting shows together and they're making a killing, and then they negotiate down the fee for the artist so much that you know, especially when it's like an indie artist or a new artist or an artist that's getting back into it, and it's like they get the majority out of it. The artist barely makes ends meet. And then if you got an entourage to pay for, like, management and, you know, PR people and all that stuff, you really don't have a whole lot left. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, there's that, that, something where you got to work. You see, this is this is what works better for, for the company I work with, too. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not working just for the artist, and I'm not working just for the promoter to bring the deals in. You know, I'm working for both sides, and I want to bring the best deal to both sides, you know. I'm not going to let... Uh, you know, a promoter down a price so far that, that the artist is going to make, you know, a couple hundred bucks while the promoter walks out with a stack of cash. But I'm also mm-hmm. not going to let, you know, an artist take advantage. You want to want to bring, you know, bring 15 people, you know, you want the whole entourage and his brother and his sister and everybody else to come along because, you know, the promoter's got to pay for that. The promoter's got to make, uh, make a living too. I mean, it works both ways. I mean, you got artists that try to take advantage as well in that situation. But, uh, you know, yeah. it, the way the game is today, too, I mean, really, the the live shows is where the money is at these days. That's why you see, uh, you know, the Nicki Minaj's and, and, and these type of people put out a million mixtapes for free downloads and don't have an album out, but yet they're making $25,000 a show. And they don't mm. need those album sales because they're making the money on the shows. Mm. So now, um, do you do showcases yourself? You put them you on yourself. Yeah, you, mean, you know when you have you like new artists. Yeah. No, 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 I don't do that. No, I mean you know like like I said, I assistant advise all the all the artists I work with. I already have managers. 
you know, and I work right along with the management team. You know, I, you know, we 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 put together, uh, you know, game plans and things like that. But I don't do my own, put it together, put it in the club, nothing like that. But I do go to, you know, but I do to go to clubs and tell them, look, I have this package for you, and they can buy that package. Oh, I see. Now, tell us about the uh, artists that you've worked with, you know, the experiences that you've had with them, um, like Mr. Servon and, you know, some of the other folks you work with. How how was that experience? Uh, you know, honestly, there, there's ups and downs to every every situation. Uh, me and Servon became real great friends, you know, during during our, our time working together. Um, you know, and eventually became where we were, you know, we were more friends. It was more personal than business. So, you know, me and him stick together, but, you know, he got his own management team now, and, you know, we, they do their own thing. Um, but with Servon, I mean, it, he, he helped teach me a lot about, uh, you know, the shady side of the business because, you know, he saw it firsthand, you know, when the days are no limit. Um, yeah. You know, I would hear, I would hear this and hear this, and it, it would sound funny. And I was, uh, you know, I go back to him and say, "Sir, this guy tell me this and this about you, or or this and this about, you know, this business situation." You know, he would he would update me real quick on, "All right, you know what? This is how this worked when I was at No Limit," and and showed me things that I need to be looking for that I wouldn't have known otherwise. Um, you know, and working with guy, you know, another one, uh, Cole One Eighty Seven from Above the Law. Um, here's a guy that I grew up listening to, a huge fan of my whole life. Um, you know, talked to him on the phone one day. Now we ended up working together. And here's a guy who's worked with Easy E at Ruthless. Um, mm-hmm. You know, worked at Death Row with Suge Knight. Uh, was signed on Tommy Boy for a while. This guy's been in, in in the game for two decades now. And um, even though I've been doing this for a while, I see a lot of uh, seeing a lot of seeing know a lot of things. Um, he still when it, just just during conversation will bring up something like, oh, I never even thought of that. You know. Uh, you, every day you learn something new, regardless of how much you've done and how long you've been involved. You know what I mean? Mhm. I know that's right. I mean, you, there's always something to learn because oh, yeah. things keep changing. Now, in regards to what you were saying about, you know, the uh, internet changing things, how has that affected the industry for the artists that you know are just coming back into the game? Uh, it, it really, overall, it's, it's hurt a lot of the older artists um, because there's so much free download, so much free pirating, and you know the majors are able to cover themselves, you know, with, you know, through through their own contracts and you know the naivety of a lot of the artists out there. They're able to cover themselves where the artists still ain't making no money, but the, re- but the record labels are still keeping themselves covered. Um, artists that are trying to do it themselves. Uh, if they don't know the ins and outs, they're banking on albums to make them a lot of money, and they're finding out they sell a couple thousand, and then all of a sudden they're not selling anymore because you can get it anywhere for free. There's no no reason in the in the buying the album. So, uh, you know, the big thing is for them to learn how to market and promote the album virally for you know on a low budget, and then use that album and put out mixtapes. To, to take advantage of the live shows, to to double your uh, double your income, and then from there try to make your name big enough to where you can catch you know TV deals, get into acting, and move on to other things because the the longevity of music isn't there no more. Kids don't care about 
the name anymore. They care about the beat, um, if they can dance to it. The lyrics are, are, are really not as important these days anymore. It's more about, you know, it, the market is for the kids. The kids have short attention spans, and they can care less what your name is. So you've got to make a huge splash and move on. Mm, that's so well put. Definitely. Now, when you look at artists like um, like Nicki Minaj and um, Drake, you know, there are we see them everywhere. But how much you, do you think they're really making out of this? Um, well, I, I can tell you personally on the live show, they're 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 not hurting. Um, you know, if if they're wise enough to put that money away and invest elsewhere. And to look for other options for when that when that career is over, because like I said, the longevity isn't there. The chances that they're going to be here through the years from now are pretty pretty slim, you know. Um, but they are, you know, they're not hurting. I can tell you that they're definitely putting money away. If they if they hold on to it and invest right, you know, they'll they'll be fine. I I look at um, Nicki Minaj as being somebody who can evolve into something when she, I guess, matures just a little bit more, and. Um, I think since she has that outgoing personality and she's risky and daring and, you know, she's she's not afraid to say what's on her mind and she's really serious about what she's doing, I could see her probably working her way into getting on TV with a reality show or something because it seems like reality shows are the thing to, to, to build up everybody. Even athletes are getting reality shows, you know. Um I think that's something that she could probably do to get keep herself going because, you know, after a while, this music that she does is not going to be that big a deal. Like, I'm going to get sick of hearing her on everybody else's song. <laughs> oh, exactly, you know? exactly. And, you know, and it, that's, what I, that, that's what I was pointing out. You know, she's marketing it right the way she's doing it right now. I mean, killing the mixtape scene and focusing on the live performances, um, TV appearances, because that's you know that's gonna bounce you on to the to the reality show to get into acting maybe um, some other something else that you can get into after the music life is over. Mhm. That's true. This is Beyonce. She's trying to move her way into movies, and uh, she's been doing pretty well. I mean, I think they they they're trying to do their own production company. I think that's another thing people are, are considering their own production company and they could produce their own videos as well as movies. And um, I think another thing people are sleeping on in that industry is documentaries that can be submitted to Sundance and the Cannes Festival. Um, when you do documentaries on the music business, um, you know, you, it, it could be a big deal. It doesn't have to hit the theaters. It could go straight to DVD, but if you market it well, you know, you're going to make a lot of money off of it because people really want to know the the dirt, you know, the inside stuff. So I think that's something folks need to start thinking about, too, being more creative in your own, you know, filmmaking talent, music talent, you know, educating yourself. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, You know, but, uh, again, the the market on, on the documentaries, You've got, you know, that's, uh, you know, you got your, like your own cult following. You got, you only got a specific target group that that's gonna go with the with documentaries. Um, you gotta make something that's so eye catching that it, it it can launch you into something else. You know what I mean? That's right. Because I mean, you got rap sheet that was out that you know that did pretty good, but 
well, um, to, to, what has the director done since then? I mean, he came out with a, a great concept, a great film, but I don't know if it's because he didn't know how to move on or, or, or what happened with him, but he never saw nothing else come out from this guy after that. You know, some people just do stuff to get paid and keep on going. We're trying it yeah. out. Because, <laughs> you know, it's a challenge to get into film. And if you can't deal with that first experience, you, you're not going to come up with another one. <laughs> yeah. Let me put on one of your tracks. Um, now, I would first I want you to tell us about it, and then I'm going to go ahead and put it on. Hold on a second. Uh, the track called Focus. All right, yeah, that was the very first ever track recorded by and for Worth It Records. It was by our original artist, Eloquence, uh, who ended up owning part of the, the company for a little while until we parted ways in uh you know, he started doing other things. Um, again, he's still somebody that's, in, you know, that's still a good friend of mine. We still work together. Um, you know, he just felt like we had different opinions on on the direction of the music, the style of the music. Um, you know, he's more political. We were looking for something more, uh, you know, more, more for the kids because, that's, you know, that's who really the main most important target is if you want to make any money is the kids. But, uh, yeah, Focus is the very first song ever recorded by and for Worth the Records. All right, well, we're going to put that on right now, and we'll be right back with Rob Worth. Yeah. Worth it record. Yo, this is Alec Quinn. Uh, got to make it worth it. For all worth it. To FLA. Ready? Yeah. Here we go. A man is important, a man is made You gotta be sworn into the trade I gotta warn you could get played So watch your back Castle sneak attack in the matter of snap yeah, like that. A man is important, a man is made You gotta be sworn into the trade I gotta warn you could get played So watch your back Castle sneak attack in the matter of snap yeah, I step into the game of hubris Thinking they can do this at the next level If they're fronting on something they're not Then they're selling their soul to the devil Rebels without a cause can't know what far from me You see despite egos, these flows need sight Like an ego, my flows ain't slight I swoop on prey, I don't care what you think I got nothing stupid to say Make moves day to day, make my way Take my say in this crazy world around me This hip-hop family for family And it's bound to be hard-hitting Splitting fiction in your a man is important, a man is made You gotta be sworn into the straight I gotta warn you could get played So watch your back Castle sneak attack in the matter of snap Yeah, like that A man is important, a man is made You gotta be sworn into the straight I gotta warn you could get played So watch your back Castle sneak attack in the matter of snap I got muddy flows Didn't leave you with the bloody nose Everybody knows I kick flow, so compose, they expose those foes on the road. You know they wanna get me, set me, they may as well forget me. I'm set free and like Patsy. I ain't no clown here to amuse you. I paint with sound clearly to come through. One, two, mic check. To me it's like a life check. I'll have record labels write me the check. Bring it right to the chest. Swing a fight to the last. And the thing is, I like to be blessed. I know what it's like to be stressed. Sometimes life got me guessing, teaching me a lesson. But like I said, it's a blessing. Yeah. Uh, a man is important, a man is made. You gotta be sworn into the straight. I gotta warn you could get played, so watch your back. Castle sneak attack in the matter of snap. Yeah, like that. A man is important, a man is made. You gotta be sworn into the straight. I gotta warn you could get played, so watch your back. 
Castle sneak attack in a matter of snaps. I ain't to be selfless, while others are hellish, selfish, helpless, shellfish. I can see through you. Man, I'll be a guru when it comes to this shit. The blessed sun, destined one, running the shit properly. So go ahead and keep knocking me. My philosophy is there's no stopping me unless you're locking me up and throwing away the key. But that ain't the way it'll be, you'll see. I rise to adversity and have opposition cursing me. Literally a pit of me, a wizardry, mastery. Keep blasting at me, I'm off the neo shit. Yeah, the matrix, play tricks on your senses. I gotta save my energy for my defenses. I'm on my defense. A man is important, man is made. You gotta be sworn into the straight. I gotta warn you, could get played, so watch your back. Castle sneak attack in the matter of snaps. Yeah, like that. A man is important, a man is made. You gotta be sworn into the straight. I gotta warn you, could get played, so watch your back. Castle sneak attack in the matter of snaps. A man is important, a man is made. You gotta be sworn into the straight. I gotta warn you, could get played, so watch your back. Castle sneak attack in the matter of snaps. Yeah, like that. A man is important, a man is made. You gotta be sworn into the straight. I gotta warn you, could get played, so watch your back. Castle sneak attack in the matter of snaps. Nice track. Nice yeah, track. yeah, that was yeah, again that was the very first, you know, very first track ever recorded for Word Directors. Um, you know, his album's still available for sale on iTunes, Amazon, everywhere. Uh, the, the the album title is called Lucid. Um, Eloquence, E-L-A-K-W-E-N-T-S, you know, for all y'all who like that track. Um, the album is much more political. Uh, you know, he's he's more on to some um, uh, conspiracy theory type stuff. You know, we even have uh, some conspiracy theorist people on the album speaking. Really? Yeah. Um, you wow. know, but, you know, he, he's talking about a lot of about the 9-11 conspiracies and, in um, you know, and, you know, one new world order type of stuff. I mean, you know, it, it's interesting to listen to, but again, you know, the the, the hip hop audience is, you know, is basically the teenage kids, the college kids, mm-hmm. and you know, you're not, there's really not uh, a big a big target for that for that type of music. I mean, no, no. I, I love Eloquence to Death, but I mean, musically, we gotta, you, you've gotta. I mean, it, it's fine to have a couple tracks like that, but you know, if you're not trying to uh, reach out to a little bit of everybody, you know, financially, business business wise, it just doesn't make sense to uh, to really put, to invest in, in in a whole album like that. You know. I For know because I, I I know some artists that use that use other types of music to me that only go to a certain demographic, and then they want major you know um, exposure. And I'm like, but there's no major um, demographic, so you won't spend a lot of money to put it out there so people don't want to listen to it. And you're only right. going to get the ones who listen to it to listen to it. And so far, it's, it's probably like maybe a couple hundred per town. Right. Exactly. If that many. That's why, so, you know, so it, it, the way I, the way, you know, the way the, the way I'm steering the future of work the records um is for the college crowd, uh, you know, like Ad Capone. We'll be, at, we'll be dropping his album in August, August 31st is the release date for the Six Year Theory. Um, when you listen to his, uh, you know, he's got a message to tell, you know, because he's, he's been involved in the street life, he, you know, and he's seen billboard charts. 
So he's talking about his life in the streets. Um, he's talking about, you know, his life in the federal penitentiary. But he's also putting out dance tracks, uh, you know, some club tracks, um, and more fun, upbeat party stuff, as well as the positive message tracks, as well as the, the gangster tracks, you know. And, and that's I want, you know, diversity in the albums because, that you know, that way you can reach a little bit of everybody. Everybody can relate to your story if you're reaching out to a little bit of everybody, as long as what you're saying is honest and the people really can feel what you're talking about. That's right. I also um, think that some artists have to tone down some of the profanity and some of the music that they put out when they want to go on a more commercial level. Because, I mean, even if you, you kind of like do kind of do something, edit the words or whatever, we all know what you just said still. <laughs> well, you know, the, the envelope's been pushed so far already that you, you can't push any farther without just uncensoring everything, mm-hmm. you know? With, with the sexual innuendos and the drug innuendos, it really to to try to radio edit some of this stuff uh, is nearly impossible. It won't be a song. It won't be a song. Right. So, right. You know, and you a know? lot of stuff gets through where I'm listening to the radio and I'm like, uh, you know, I can't even put on this radio station if my 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 son's in the car because it's not being filtered thoroughly. Because you know, kids are inquisitive. They want to know what's being said. Right. When they when they ask uh, ask about a specific, you know certain thing they heard on the radio, it's like, it, it, is my child old enough to know this yet? Do I? It, it really, I I wouldn't want to put a parent into that position. So I mean, I me personally, I'm going to be more uh, more you know I'm more involved with everything in my company. So the radio edits that I put out, it's not going to be a matter of you know, is there is there double meanings that kids are going to ask about? Um, is there, you know, is there, is there stuff that, that's socially wrong with the track before it would go to the radio? And, you know, the right. artists I work with are, you know, and, and a lot of artists I work with are, you feel the same way. And it's, a, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to work that way with them, you know. Um, like I said, with Acapone, we've got a radio track that's coming out. Um, we, we, we sat over the album for a long time before we, uh, before we even picked out which, which one it's going to be. Um, the track's called Public Enemy Number 1. But um, there's there's no you know it, it's a it's a live story track that mm-hmm. you don't have to really um, have to worry about your your kids listening to. I mean the, the, the title suggestive, but the, the but the track is straightforward and it's nothing that's like it's not about killing, it's not about drugs, it's about I, I, I'm a good guy who did a bad thing, I paid for it, and that's what you need to know about it. That's right. Now, I think that that is important to get the message out and not concentrate so much on the anger that you might feel right in the song that you got to just be real about it, but you got to remember who's listening to it and right. who you want to listen to it because after a certain point, it's, it's so much censorship going on that, you know, you ain't, you're going to have to stay on the ground with your music and just concentrate on the public itself, but after a while, even that part is not going to be so easy. Because parents are going to start getting really sick of that, you know. Exactly. I know I'm sick of a lot of the stuff. Like Walmart has a lot of music in it, and all their stuff is edited. So you can put Snoop and you can put, you know, all the other guys in there. Um, the edited version is going to be in Walmart. You're not going to find it in the end. So if you don't have an edited version, <laughs> Walmart is not putting it in there. Walmart is 
big in selling music. So it was but, Best Buy. Exactly. But, you know, you know even, then, even then, though, I mean, a lot, if the artists ain't thinking about what they're putting out, even though they got the edited version for Walmart, uh, here's a good example. I bought Busy Bones Heaven's Movie at um, at Walmart. I listened to it, and it was so cut up that, it, it, you know, he already raps fast the way it is. And he, it was so cut up, it, it, a lot of it sounded like jungle. And I'm like, ah. Oh. Well, which I guess was smart on his part because I ended up throwing that one out and going buying his other version. <laughs> but, so he paid, he paid <laughs> twice the money off of me. But, again, I mean, you got to, you got to, even if you're selling it to the Walmarts, it, it, it makes sense to plan out exactly how you're, you're going to put your, put your lyrics down and how you're going to display your message to make That's sure, even though it's edited, it's going to come out right and it's sounding, you know, sounding good in the way you want it to. Right. I mean, like, just make another version, you know? Just <laughs> exactly. make another talking you know, version. Don't just, because half of them sound like alien people are talking, you know? But, you because, know, the only like, group I ever heard do that, the only people I ever heard do that was Two Life Crew. I've never actually seen another uh, artist or a group put out two bomb. different <laughs> versions. They have to. They got them F-bombs in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, you know, also, you know, I've got my my artist Irish Mike, uh you had on a little while ago. Yeah. Um now he he plans a lot about what he's going to write. Um, you know, his album's already been 2 years in the making because, you know, he wants he wants it, you know, he wants it perfect. I mean, he has some off the wall tracks, you know, that he did with Serve on the ABK Fuck You, you know, it's not intended yeah. for, for for radio at all. <laughs> Never had that in mind. But I mean, he has he has songs that are, are, you know, you know, like all right. He he he's a white kid who grew up in the suburbs of Boston. You know, he he wasn't exposed to the drug life. He wasn't exposed to the streets. He wasn't exposed to this type of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, when you hear about this kind of background, you want to what kind of kid like this have to say? Well, you'd be surprised because he sees uh, he sees life through eyes differently. You know what I mean? And right. um, you know, and, and he tells tales about you know, it's not like he never had problems um, financially. Uh, you know, family problems, things like this. And um, he puts out his message. Um, like, he has this track, Lindsay's Lessons, that he put out as a single. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a message to his sister about, you know, I see, you know, I've grown up this way. I see the way that you're growing up and the problems you're having. And I can I can give you lessons on how to, to, to better yourself and to avoid certain situations. Um, you know, he has, he has tracks about relationships. Um, you know, he has the party tracks that that are not promoting anything negative, just to have a good time. There ain't no need for violence. Uh, you know, he touches on a little bit of everything. Um, a track called Surrender, where he's talking about, you know, how how the industry is, is promoting the wrong things and how it's not really, you know, you, you're targeting the kids, but the music's not geared for the kids. Um, you know, that song he did with Beretta Nine from Wu-Tang. Um, you know, he, his message is like, Look, I was your target audience, but you gave me the wrong message. Now That's let me right. give the correct message to to the people that are in the same lifestyle I'm in. Wow. And you know what? He's doing a pretty good job on the downloads, by the way. Um, he's got <laughs> 71 of them so far, so he's he's moving it. You know, there's you know, only, he, only been a few days. <laughs> well, he's shocking a lot of people. I mean, he's really surprising a lot of people. Uh, you know, he opened up for Red Cafe uh, a couple months ago, and he tore the roof off the place, you know. And, and people were like, whoa, who is this guy? And, you know, they asked to come back your headline because, you know, they were like, I've never even heard of this kid. You know, he, 
he come in and he rocked the club. I mean, it, he's a, he's totally an entertainer. You know what I mean? Um, you know, he, he's 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 done a little bit of everything. You know, he started off writing. He didn't feel like he was doing a good job with that, so he started going to the production route. Uh, you know, he's produced for a lot of people. He's produced with Powder P from Moak Dugs, um, Mr. Servon, uh, you know, several big-name people. But then he realized, you know what, I got a message to get across. I want to I start writing again. So he got back down. He really, you know, he started really getting into to the writing thing again. And now he's moving on a lot of, a lot quicker pace. Um, he's feeling the stage, and, you know, he's hungry for that stage again. He's loving, you know, he's loving the live entertainment. So, I mean, he's... He's he's full speed into his thing now. You know he took a little bit of time off doing productions, but now he's back in his album. You know he's finally having it out by the end of this year called um, All Bottled Up. Uh, you know he, he's he's a hungry kid. He has a lot to say, and um, you know and his live performances are are off the wall. You know he he goes in, he gives a good time. It ain't just standing on stage rapping over a beat. You know he's he's partying with the audience. That's how you should do it. Uh, well, you know, you've gone to shows where you expect, you know, you go, you go, and you, oh, this is one of my favorite artists. And if I go close, I can hit the air with a Billy Jack, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they, and they just standing there, they just standing there saying the words, and not, you know, they're not, you're not really feeling what they're doing. I mean, I've seen several shows like that. I'm like, oh, this is boring. I mean, I enjoy the music, but yeah. I'm not feeling what the artist is doing now. You know, especially well, with you a lot of the young guys. Yeah, a lot of the young guys are, are, are you know that's just coming up like Irish Mike, that, you know, they just get on the stage, you know, they've only been on the stage two or three times, and they don't, they're not really into it. The first time Irish Mike's ever gotten a hold of the mic and got on stage, he knew exactly how to work the crowd and get them going. You don't see that with a lot of young guys. You certainly don't. I think they really should attend a lot of those things before they get on the stage and just work out a strategy before they get on stage so that it's not a bad show, you know. Like, see oh, yeah. how the crowd is, see how they accept it, see how they act before the show starts, see how they act during, what, what are they doing while you're performing when they don't know who you are, you know, because my daughter is a rapper, and she performs, and I've, I've come to a lot of her shows, and I've seen how, the, it's, it's all about the management of the um, event, too. Um, the, a lot of times when it's a, a local show, you know, when it's not, it's probably not more than 100 people in there, it's like... If you got a barber there, you got all these other things going on. What are you going to do to keep the audience in front of this new artist? Right. Well, you know, and, you know, and at the Red Cafe show, you saw that. Um, you know, all the openers. You know, they had maybe one or two people on the floor partying with them. You know, and they, but they, again, they were just rapping. They weren't performing. Mike got mm-hmm. on the stage, and you know, he's up there. He's hyping the crowd, and then you start, you start, you see the people gathering. Now he's got the whole place jumping around. And then, you know, after his set's over, next guys get up. Then, again, they just started rapping. You see everybody drifting away. You know, and it, and it made Mike feel, you know, yeah, look what I did. You know, and people caught notice of that. If the guys would have followed up, you know, the guys who followed him up, they would have done the same thing, kept the party going. You know what I mean? They, 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 Their name would be out there like his. I mean, Mike's making a huge buzz. I mean, a lot of people are, are are already starting to hate on him now because they feel like, um, you know, he's oh he's not that great, blah blah. But you know, it's all these artists that are trying to do the same thing he's doing that haven't got what he has. 
That's the way to put it. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know, you know, a lot of artists been threatened early on by the kid because you know, he started, you know, he put out his first song um, at the age of 15 called 911 Wife Beater, um, you know, <laughs> which which was a little, you know, something that he put together and just gave away locally, you know. Um, uh-huh. And again, it was one of those tracks that you know, it it, it was about domestic violence and uh, you know, talking about don't put your hands on women. Um, you know, respect your woman, things like this. But he put it together really cleverly. Um, you know, a lot of local guys were, like, feeling threatened by him. Um, and at that time, he was going by the name Mike Styles, or, you know, M-I-K-E and Styles, S-T-Y-L-E-Z. Well, there was another artist in the area going by the same name, Mike Styles, but spelled differently. Um, you know, so he was like, oh, I've been in the game for, for six years now. I've already, you know, I've established myself with this name. So, so, so Mike was like, all right, you know, I understand, no problem, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not out to disrespect anybody. So he changed his name to Irish Mike out of respect to this other guy. But then, not too long after, this guy's making, taking shots at Irish Mike. So, um, you know, the one, the one track he's got called Mike Styles the Real, that was um, an answer back to a radio interview done by uh, Mike Styles talking about my kid. Who was only at that time sixteen? Fifteen. So you know, wow. yeah, he was he was sixteen at that time. So I mean, early on, he was already um, you know people were feeling threatened because he was a showman. He was doing his thing. You know, and, well, and, and, and for a white suburban kid that's never seen you know the street life, I mean, I, I can you know I can understand feeling threatened. You know what I mean, but. You shouldn't, you know, don't hate on the competition, respect the competition. Because, you know, you, you don't hear no diss tracks coming out of, uh, coming, really coming out of my camp. I mean, you, there might be an answer back, but there's no, there's no beef starting with us. You know, we, we may not enjoy your music, but we're not going to call you out on it either. Yeah, I understand that whole thing, you know. You just know music. Ain't nobody run over your cat. You know, punch your mama in the head. Well, you got to go into all that. And it's all this radio. It's like a, a whole lot of radio stations, a whole lot of Internet stations, a whole lot of websites, a whole lot of, uh, you know, shows, concert halls. Nobody has to, to do all that, as, you know, as if somebody's taking something away from them. I don't understand that at all. It's a lot out there for everybody. It just shows a weak a weakness when you when you beef about dumb mess like that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's a lot of greed, and people feel like they they deserve more than what they got, and they see somebody else with more, and they feel like, oh, I should have that piece of the pie, and and, and it's envy. It takes control, and you start saying things that, that you're gonna regret in the long run. That's you know, true. And, and and call it Mike, y'all. You know, ain't the smartest thing to do. I mean, you know, he ain't, he's not really a battle rapper. And he's not really going to come at you like that. He's just going to, you know, he's good. He's going to beat you professionally, you know. He's, he's going he's gonna to come to your town and, and, and sell more tickets than you. And, um, you know, he's just going to do his thing. He's going to make sure that, all right, you're going to call me out. I, I'm going to show you how to do things the right way. You know, he's not going to put your name on wax and, and, and make you more famous. That's right. Well, you know, the, whole, the whole Mike Styles, the real track, you know, that was me rapping on that. Um, you know, that was totally off the top of the head, freestyle. And it, it went on the single just so, you know, it would catch you and let him know, back off, you know, you ain't got to be talking about my man. Mm-hmm. 
what were you going to say? Well, yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'd like to know, um, I'd like to know this. When it comes down to management of your company, and then uh-huh. when you have artists that are not cooperative, you know, like, like some of the ones that you part of ways in the past before you actually got your own thing, how how do you plan on handling um, when you get that artist that has that ego that they don't that all of a sudden what you're telling them is not what they want to follow through with, but they're still under contract with you. If they're under contract with me and not following what I say. Yeah. Uh, you know, con- you know, a contract is just a piece of paper that says the term um, by you know uh, is an agreement. If if me and the artist isn't in agreement with the way things are going, and he wants out of the contract, that he ain't, you know, we ain't seeing things out of the eye. I mean, just let go of the contract. I mean, I have no problem releasing, letting people go. That's, you know, if they feel like I'm not doing the right job for them, they're they're free to go. So how do you feel you about? Know, I, don't, other- I don't have any artist. Uh, you know, there. I can only think of one artist off the top of my head. No, two artists. I'm sorry, two artists off the top of my head that there's really any. Um, any animosity for it, you know. I'm not gonna name the two that you know. It's between me and them. But really, in, in my entire career, I've only got two artists that I would never work with uh, or associate with. Mhm. So, how do you feel about when you hear about other companies that are going through situations like that? You know, what kind of advice would you have given somebody, you know, in that in that company, and regards uh, well, to how they deal with the artists? A uh, perfect, a perfect example would be Beanie Siegel. Um, You know, he got his problems with Jay Z and Rockefeller. He wanted out of his contract. Um, and instead of handling it behind closed doors and keeping it behind closed doors and working on an agreement, he took it to to the YouTube, took it to the mixtapes. Um, you know, if you want to do things, if if you want to if you want to do things your own way and you want people to cooperate with you, you you gotta try to find common ground and go with that. Uh, you know, like, like they say, you catch more honey, you catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar. Um, you know, that's 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 my that's my advice. I mean, don't don't go out with a hot head, don't go out with a big ego, and expect the world to bow to you because it's not gonna happen. It don't matter how rich you are. You know, it don't work that way. You know, keep your head about you and work professionally. I agree with that because I see a lot of. I think people are just trying to embarrass somebody else by putting things about them on YouTube. Maybe they think that that's going to make the fans for that person or admirers or whoever just think something up, you know, something fishy going on with that person. Right, exactly. And, and that's that's my impression when I see something on YouTube or, or on a blog site where Artist A is talking about Company B. I'm going to think, well, what's the problem with Artist A before I think what's the problem with Company B? Because Company B ain't putting out things discrediting the artist. If I did, then I would think, oh, there's something wrong with that company. The first person to shout is the first person I look at lyric. You know what I mean? They're, they're the ones that got, got that more likely are causing an issue. Now, you know, I'm not that's saying that, that that's, that's Beanie Siegel. I don't know his situation. I'm just saying that he shouldn't have brought it to YouTube because that makes you look at them like, oh, what's going on there? You know what I mean? Especially right. if it, when, when it's somebody that, that brought you into the industry and helped create you. You know, it's like, okay, what, 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 did, 
what's going on here? Keep your mind closed, partner. You know, you, you're making yourself look kind of bad here, in my eyes anyway, and I'm sure I'm not the only person who feels that way, you know? Of course. I mean, it's our business. I mean, uh, when it comes down to business, you should handle business like it's supposed to be handled, and you're supposed to have some certain courtesy when you deal with people business-wise because, it's, you know, you're not in a, some type of organized crime syndicate. You're in a business. So, right. you know, and you're not in high school either, so you can't go around, you know, sending out rumors and dressing right. up well, like you know, that person exactly. like doing the, dumb stuff. Right. Well, like the situation with me eloquence or me and Mr. Servant, you know, we we not we don't have contracts between us anymore, but we still talk to each other on the phone. We still keep in contact. We still work together. Um, in, in different areas, there's no hard feelings. It's like we we come to be. All right, you know what? Our visions are slightly different. Maybe you should should do your own thing. And when if you need something from me, my phone's open to you. Um, you know, on the holidays, we 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 still talk to each other. Uh, you know, say Merry Christmas and all that. Um, there's no hard feelings at all. And, and bi- you got to keep business and personal separate. That's true. I mean, if you, if you don't have the same business idea. Then just just move on, you know. You don't want you don't want to burn bridges either because you may need that person again in the future. That's true, and that's true in life. Period. You know, a lot yeah. of people do that, um, and especially people who are entertainers. Um, they pretty much not everybody, but I know a lot of people. <coughs> um, on their way up, you know, they got help from family and friends, and you know, other. Supporters, and then when they start taking off, it's like they don't know anybody anymore. They don't want to associate with you, or they don't want to talk to you anymore. But they still expect you to buy their records or go see their movie or whatever, you know. And then things happen with their career that they back down to where they started from. And then they yep. see that, you know, it's it's a shame to learn your lesson the hard way. Yeah. When there's so many and, people you know, going through that same thing. And I see, you know, I, I, I see that happen. You know, I keep my business to myself. I don't, you know, I don't say nothing to these people. Oh, you shouldn't do this or do that. You know, unless it's like, you know, the, the conversation brought up. But me personally, I can't do that because I know where I come from and I know what it's taking to get where I'm at. And I'm still trying to get even farther. And I will never close the door on anybody who's serious about about their future, it, you know, it, don't don't waste my time and play games with me if you're not going to put the work in. If you think it's all going to be fun, partying, and, and women in cars, then you're wasting our time. I ain't got time for you. But right. if you're somebody that's hungry, serious, I don't care where you're from, what you've done, I'm going to help you until you show me that you're really not motivated and dedicated to to your goal. And, I, you know, I'll never be that person that, you know, I ain't got time for him, you know what I mean? He looks like a bum. I'm not gonna buy. You know, I'll never do that. Well, that's admirable. I really uh, respect that about you. Um, where do you want to take your company now? Like, where do you want it to evolve next? Um, well, you know, like like the industry changes, business plans change. I mean, my first goal, I wanted to, you know, I want to turn worth the records into, uh, you know. The no limit of the future, you know. I went to an organization like how No Limit was looking back when they were on top of the game, but now the the, the industry's changed so much. You can't have, a, you know, you're not gonna be able to run a label like that. 
So my my thing is I want to make an entertainment empire. I want to build up worthy entertainment and to be in the top the top place to come for for booking artists, um, booking stand up comedians, um, buying the best albums, um, marketing and promotion. I, mean, I, I want to turn it into an entertainment empire. That's 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 my goal for worthy entertainment. And like I said. I've got right now. I've only got uh, a handful of people that I trust to to help carry my you know carry my vision that way. Um, you know, mm-hmm. as we go as we go through the time, you know, link up with more and more honest and dedicated people. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and keep staffing up that way. But it's not something like I'm planning on five years from now being the the hugest thing. No, it's it's like I said. I'm running a marathon. I'm not sprinting. I want to build it up to be. An empire. I don't want to build it up to be a no limit, last a couple of years, and then it disappears. I want it to be something that's going to last. I want it to be a household name for a long time. And that's what I call a long-term goal. Yeah, well, the only and way you're going to do that is keeping your name honest, following through what you promise, and don't make promises that you don't intend to keep. Uh, you know, if you, if you get shady with people's money, they're not going to come to you no more. Yeah, and you got to keep everything in your universe positive because if you put out negative, it's going to come back to you. That's right. Now, um, do you have any new artists that we haven't heard yet that you're growing to come out now? Yeah, we got um, Maddie Steps, who's actually signed to Irish Mike, Key Styles Production, which will be put out through Worth the Records. Um, This kid, you know, lyrically, is amazing. The kid's got punchlines, he's got metaphors. Uh, you know, he's 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 gonna be huge, I think. Um, you know, Mike's schooling him in the uh, the performing area. You know, he's keep you know, giving him giving him dates here and there to perform at, trying to show him how to to work the crowd, things like that. Um, really, that's the only area he's got to work on because lyrically, the kid will will demolish most of the rappers out today. Well, you know um, what? Since you sent a track over, I'm going to let the audience hear him. Okay. And um, we're going to let them see for themselves how great he is. Okay. All right. Yeah, this track's called All About the Music. And, um, you know, this is talking about uh, the music industry and um, how he sees things today and how he wants it, how it should be changed and showing the gifts that he has lyrically. Okay. Well, let me go ahead and put that track on. And then after that, we're going to put our commercial on for our upcoming uh, song competition. And um, and then I'll go into a little bit more about the competition and tell people, because you might be able to share this information with some of your artists as well. Yep. We can do that. Like it. My style 
Charles original is home we wrecked it. So fresh, you'll catch salmonella if you ingest it. So sick, no flu shot could ever prevent it. So I shouldn't have to argue with you about who the best is. That yes, he is, or no, he's not. I don't give a fuck. All I want is real hip hop. They can't stop me, and they won't take this shit out of me. It's mine, and I'm as possessive as a fucking apostrophe. We grew up on it, you ain't fooling me. And thanks to Big L, now I can speak Ebonics fluently. Vocabulary spills, I'm well, you know the drill. School of hard knocks, for y'all were committing truancy. Are y'all ready for this? I said, are y'all ready for this? Let's go, let's go. 
Do you have what it takes to create an original Chicago ballroom or college stepping song for the Step to the Beat song competition? We're looking for songs to be promoted in our step and dance competitions. And you can be the next rising star. Send your copyrighted three-minute MP3 to mvnindieradio at gmail.com. That's mvnindieradio at gmail.com, along with your name, photo, and a short bio to enter. Winners will receive full promotion and marketing and a chance to perform their song at our Soul Stepping Cruise to the Caribbean, April 2011. Deadline is September the 1st, so don't delay. This is your time to step to the beat. Welcome back. Um, this is Ravinda, your host for MZN Indie Radio, and my guest, Rob Worth. And um, that was our latest commercial in regards to the uh, song competition that we have. Uh, song competition is generally for independent artists to create music that will be used for our uh, Chicago-style ballroom stepping competition, or you can um, submit your song to our college stepping competition, both starting in September on the 1st. Um, you would just send your MP3, your photo, your um, short bio, and your links and contact information to mznindradio at gmail.com. Uh, we will send you back a release form if we approve of the song. We can't have anything with profanity or negative derogatory lyrics because we have a young audience that will be in attendance during these uh, competitions. Um, once we approve it and we send out the release form to you, you just get that back to us as soon as possible and then we'll tell you where to um, submit your payment for the song. It's $15 for each song. You can submit as many as you want. However, only one artist will be able to win per song. So, you know, don't send in 10 songs and expect them all to get it. It, it just helps increase the amount of work that we can listen to of yours, but you don't have to send in that many. And then our uh, stepping competitions are going to start in September. We're going to give you more information about them at a later time as we are preparing to get all of our uh, celebrity artists and celebrity uh, hosts together to perform at the competitions. And we're going to invite everybody out. And we're going to also invite you out to attend our cruise, which we will also start promoting in September. So I'm here with my guest, Rob Werf, and we're discussing a lot of things about the music industry, which I'm so happy to have him here to talk to us about. Now, Rob, what do you think would make you stand out as far as your company's concerned when you're matched against all these other companies that are doing their thing, you know, like um, Diddy's company and, and there are a lot of independent um, entertainment groups? What, what makes your company stand out? Um. Well, I mean, comparing myself to Diddy right now, you know, isn't realistic. What I am doing is, like I said, I'm running a marathon, not a sprint. I'm slowly building my name and my reputation to keep it, you know, squeaky clean, where really you can ask people about me, you know, anybody in the industry, or, you know, Rob Worth, um, oh, yeah, I know him. He's been real good to me. You know, he's done this for me. He's done this to me. Um, Oh, and, and... has you ever done this or have you done that? Nah, man, Rob ain't like that. Rob, you know, everything Rob has told me, Rob has done for me. I'm not going to, you know, I don't want anybody to get a phone call and say, oh, you know, don't trust that dude because, you know, 
and he hustled me out of this much money, or he told me this, and then he didn't come through with it. I, you know, I don't want you know, I, my 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 most important thing in my business is to keep my name 100% on top, um, where people don't question anything, question my motives, or or, or anything involving my business, and that's why I stand out where. You what, what you what you hear is what you're gonna get. You're not you're not gonna have to worry about. Oh man, is he? Can I trust this guy? You're not gonna ever have to worry about that. And, and you know you can check with 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 people in the industry that have dealt with me, and you're gonna hear a number of positive feedback. You're never gonna hear a negative story about me. Well, that's really good to know. Now, are you currently um, looking for new artists? Um. At the moment, no. Uh, you know, the, the the roster is full. Um, now, Worth the Records is, is not just a label, but we've also teamed up with several different other labels to, um, you know, a, a, as a coalition. We call ourselves Real Recorded Entertainment Associated Labels. You know, it's Worth the Records, um, Complex Records with my man Mr. Knack. Uh, you know, we're working in association with Westworld Records with Code 187 and Above the Law. Um, you know, and we formed this coalition to, to, to help to help each other, um, to help promote, to help keep crosstowns, to help um, cross collaborate in, in, in music and business ventures, to where everything's affordable and you're getting quality. Um, whereas you know you don't you don't see that a lot in the industry anymore. It's like have my money or don't bother with me. With, with, with our coalition, it's like hey, can you look out for me on this? Or oh, don't worry about it. I'm gonna take care of you. And that's how we operate. Um, and that's another way my company stands out is that it's not just my company; it's several of us that work that work together to make to make the industry where it should be going again. Um, to bring quality music instead of just beats with with somebody yapping over them. Um, to to bring entertainment um, for people to enjoy, not just the background noise. <laughs> No, I I don't want to hear background noise. You know, I, I want to hear good quality music, and I, I agree with you. There's not a whole lot of it out there. And, uh, and just like in, the, in that Maddie Steph song, all about the music, um, it's like all the producers have gone green. The beats are recycled. Uh, you know, it, it's the same thing over and over. Uh, you know, the same style. You know, it's not the same as that beat, but it's the same style of beat. Um, and, and nobody's really putting a message into it. It's just a bunch of cuss words and. and Talking about women and you know how 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 much how many women they have sex with or how much money they got and it's really sad when you got a bunch of these dudes up there rapping about how much women and money they got they broke living with moms you know what I mean? I know. <laughs> we, we're not doing that over here. If we if we if we ain't got no money, we're talking about hey man, we're hungry. You know what I mean? We're not we're not put we're not <laughs> putting out music saying we got this and got that and then come home to our, you know. Come home to our moms and, and, and catching the bus home tomorrow. We're not doing that. <laughs> I know there's a lot of people out there fronting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just talking you know, about it, but they borrow or rent it jewelry and cars, and they're trying to act like they really got it going on like that. But it's this is basically for the the, the image, and it's basically for it to promote the song. But they're not really living like that. No, and, but you won't see. You know, you're not gonna see nothing like that come out of what the records. Um, if, if my artists aren't living it, they're not gonna, they're not gonna, expo- they're not gonna put themselves out there like that because all that's gonna do is show people, oh look, worth the records is as funny as everybody else. Now we're not gonna do that over here. 
and and all the artists I deal with have already got that same mentality, so I don't have to worry about. Look, man, I really need to do this for me. I really, it, it, there's there's no issues in that. And again, if there was, it would be one of those situations where we don't have a different vision, no hard feelings. We'll still work together in different areas, but we just you know part different ways. Well, that's a better way to handle your business. Well, I'm going to put on that track um, by Maddie Steph, and um, we're going to learn oh, more about what you... Maddie Steph, you already played that one. Yeah. Wait a minute, did I play that one already? Yeah, you already played oh, that one. Oh, I got yeah, my style. Mind. I my got my style. Yeah. yeah, that one, that, that's me. Yeah, that's me rhyming on that. Um, that, like, that Again, that was a situation where a guy was talking about Irish Mike on the radio, um... Irish Mike was seven, 16 when he did this track here. Um, it's me rapping. He's a put, you know, he's talking on it. Um, the beats are his. Um, the productions are his. Just like everything that's, you know, 90% of the stuff Irish Mike does is, is 100% him. You know what I mean? He, he produces his own music. He does most of his own beats. Um, recently, he's just done some stuff with B-Rob, um, my producer out of Arizona. But, um, yeah, this track came out when he was He recorded this track when he was 16. Alright, so let's go put it on. I'm pleased to say that Mike joins us out. Things in the game, what's the best that you've done? Nothing, a little work with KRS, one of my best. You got a couple wrecks when you're dealing with one of boss.
I'm back on Mike Styles this evening. Hello, Mike.
That's a nice track. <laughs> yeah, like I said, that was, he was uh-huh. 16 years old when he put all that together. Uh, you know, that was an answer to, you know, a guy in the area with the same name that was calling him out. And that was just a little, yeah, we heard what you're saying, but, um, you know, we got something for you <laughs> if you really want to keep calling us out, you know. It's true. <laughs> right, so, well, well, at that time, he had Lindsay's Lessons out, you know, which was, you know, which was a song to his sister. And he was producing right. a, uh, an R&B artist in the area at the time as well. So he was showing, look, I got the hip-hop, I got the R&B. And he answered back with that, like, look, I'll hit you with some electro music. I'll, I'll take you back to the 80s dance stuff and, and, and smack <laughs> you upside the head with that. <laughs> well, I think that he really got that message out there, and I hope whoever... You know, was giving them hard time, just like, just said, never mind, just shut <laughs> up and move on. You know, this is like well, a new we battle. Heard back. Yeah, we have, yeah, we haven't heard, no, you know, never heard uh, anything else, uh, you know, by interview or or reply song and nothing like that. So I, I guess the message got across. Is, you know, hey, look, he changed his name. He's Irish, might not. There ain't no reason to say nothing about him no more. I mean, <laughs> and if you want to come to talent, you better recognize this kid's only 16 years old. You know, now, you know, he's in his 20s now. That's an old track. But, you know, at that time, he was letting him know, look, I'm 16. Do you really want to do this? You know, put 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 another five years under my belt. What do you think you're going to come up against? And now, now that's what, what what the people out there are finding out now. Irish Mike's got something to bring. He's out there doing these shows. Um, people are going to be amazed when the album drops. Uh, you know, and he's caught some major, major artist ears that, that you're going to hear on the track. I mean, you got Busy Bone coming out on his album. Um, that he did, you know, him and Mike did together. Um, he's got uh, Beretta Nine from Wu-Tang Killer Army on there. So, I mean, he's caught major major ears that are like, hey, let's do this. You know, like, you want me on the track? Send me send me the track and we'll get it done. So, you know, he's getting a lot of love out there. Well, that's good. Well, I've enjoyed our conversation. I'm glad that you were able to um, join the show today. I appreciate that. So thank you very much for coming by. I want to uh, also tell all uh, my audience out there that are listening to uh, continue on listening to MZ and Indie Radio. If you have any music that you'd like to promote and you want to, you know, go ahead and um, get an interview with us, just email us at mznindradio at gmail.com. Also, um, we're going to be on a short hiatus until next week because one of our um, up-and-coming artists is actually performing in Detroit. And we're actually going to be attending that concert, and we're going to try to bring back some footage, audio footage or video footage for the, for our listeners. So um, I, I want everybody to pick there, Go ahead. Uh, yeah, check out um, www.worthitrecords.com. Uh, we'll be updating that site real soon um, to let you know what shows we've got going on. Uh, you know, we got DJ K. Slade coming to Pawtucket, Rhode Island, August 28th. we got Terminology, August 14th in Pawtucket, Rhode Island at Tommy's Lounge. Um, we also got uh, Shogun the Assassin and Islord in Chillicothe, Ohio, performing on September 11th. Um, again, check out www.worthitrecords.com for more information on those shows, as well as albums we have available now for, for purchase and download. All right. Well, thank you so much for that. I hope everybody got that. Of course, you know you can download the show if you didn't get that information. We're going to uh, close the show out with another one of our indie artists um, to promote the song called Superman. Um, that is by Alofabi. So um, everybody enjoy. Everybody have a great night. Thanks again, Rob. Thank you.